Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Today, I want to talk to you on the subject, God's Cure for Care. You know, life doses us with many challenges. And sometimes we are weighed down. We are covered. And we all have our own concerns and our own needs. And no one is exempt. Even the children. And I want to read to you a few letters here, short letters, that some children have written to God. Number one, it says, Dear God, thank you for the baby brother. But what I asked for was a puppy. I never asked for anything else before. You can look up the record. Joyce. Then one writes, Dear Mr. God, I wish you would not make it so easy for people to come apart. I had to have three stitches and a shot. Janet. Dear God. I read the Bible. What does begot mean? Nobody will tell me. You can hear the feeling of worry. And this is. Love. From Allison. The last one says, Dear God, my grandpa says you were around when he was a little boy. How far back do you go? <laughs> and these are examples of people who have cares and questions. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are reaching out to you today because we are broken, we have been battered, we have been bruised, and many of us are bending. We ask you now, that in our moments of need, that today, through the word, you will strengthen our faith. Lord, we pray that you will help us to deepen our resolve. Dear Jesus, we ask you now that you will give us a special gaze, a focus. We pray now that the focus will be you. 
Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We don't ask you to take out your program sheet, and at the back there's a blank space. You can take some notes today. Because when my voice is stilled, you're going to be able to look over a few things. Our text for today is from 1 Peter chapter 5. Kindly open your Bibles, open your iPad, your iPhone, take some notes, and let us read. Cast all your cares upon him. Well, let, let, let me begin over. Let me start over. This one says, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And uh, the International Standard Version says, Throw all your worry on him because he cares for you. The Weymouth translation says, Throw the whole of your anxiety upon him because he himself, and I like this, this means he himself and not another. Because he himself cares for you. The first text that I read was from the New International Version. It says, Cast all your anxiety in him because he cares for you. Now the King James Version says, Casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. Now the King James Version uses the word casting. It means that it is the imperfect continuous tense. So it is not a one-time casting because your trouble in this life is going to be until you are dead. And the moment you stop having problem in your life, you are no better than those that I always commit at the cemetery. But once you breathe the bread of life, you're going to have to do some casting. And it's what you, what you cast yesterday is not what you will cast, probably not what you will cast today. But it must be casting. Now, if you look at the text before this one, it says, let's look at the text before this one, before the one I read. It says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he might exalt you in due time. So God is in the exalting business. Now, if we are truly humble, we shall cast our care upon God. And by that process of casting, our joy will be exalted. Oh, 
that we will have more humility, that we may have more tranquility. So it seems to me here that our tranquility, our happiness is tied to our humility. Pride begets anxiety. And the verse which follows this verse says, Be sober. Mean that you must not be intoxicated with the cares of this world. Yes, be sober. Not only should you be sober, but you must be vigilant, meaning that you're always watching out. You're careful. Then he says, cast your care upon God because you need all your powers of thought to battle with the great enemy. He hopes to devour you if you are intoxicated with the cares of this world. In other words, if you're intoxicated with the cares of this world, it affects the way you think. It benumbs your sensibility. And it relegates you to the lowest round of the ladder. So, here, the apostle Peter says, Casting all your care on him. Now, the word that is used for cast means... To throw upon. And as a matter of fact, the original word has at its prefix epi. Like epidermis, upon. Cast or throw all your cares upon him. So the word to cast means to throw. It also, most importantly, is not only just to cast. But to get rid of, which is very strong. You need to note that. It's not just to cast or to get rid of, but it also means that which distracts you from stain and course. Now, the devil doesn't want you to stay and course, he wants you to be distracted. Because he does not want you to win the war. He wants you to be a victim of his own demise. And so, he says, he wants to distract you. But here, the the Bible says that we must cast our care upon Jesus. Now, The word care here in the original is the same word that you get the word anxiety from. So that is why some translation uses the word anxiety. It says, cast your anxiety upon him. Now, anxiety is a clinical term that is used In psychiatry. 
Anxiety is a nervous disorder characterized by a state of excessive uneasiness and apprehension. Typically with compulsive behavior or panic attack. This is what you call anxiety. Chronic anxiety. Now, the psychiatrist will tell you also that a mild case of anxiety is quite in order because it helps to keep you alert. But once you begin, once you begin to experience it in a chronic way where it becomes a medical disorder, then you are in serious trouble. But I'm saying to you here that the Bible does not distinguish which one you must cast upon Jesus. Now I've discovered also that anxiety is a normal human emotion that everyone experiences at time. Many people feel anxious or nervous when they are faced with a problem at work. Before taking a test or an examination or making an important decision. And so every child or adult feels anxious at some point or another. You can't get rid of it. But let, let me put it another way. It will always face in you. But there is a way to deal with it. And one of the ways to deal with it is to ask God to handle it for you. And so, according to uh, the, the passage here, it seemed to suggest that a lack of faith and confidence in God precipitates anxiety. A lack of faith and confidence in God is proportionate to the amount of care which we refuse to cast on God. So the more care you absorb, the more care you, you keep to yourself, is the more anxiety or the more anxious you will become. Anxiety carries with it a division of faith between God and self. In other words, an excessive an excess of self-confidence leads to an overestimation of our ability to handle matters that only God can handle. In other words, there are those of us who feel that we are intelligent enough, we are educated enough. We are learned enough to handle our own business. I have no problem with that. Handle your own business. But as far as I know, and as, as I have experienced in my own life, those things that work out best in my life were those things that God handled for me. And I know that is the same God today. Because... He that knows and knows not that he knows is a wise person. 
He that knows not and knows not that he knows not is a fool. You have to shun him. That's right. And he that knows and knows that he knows is a wise person. So here it is. There are those of us who believe that we can handle the fears of life. And so the relationship that exists between the mind and the body is very, very intimate. And when one is affected, the other sympathizes. And the condition of the mind affects the health to a far greater degree than many of us realize. In other words, in order for you to be a healthy, robust individual, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, there are some things that God has to handle. And so, as we as we look at this passage today, I want us to look at some of the things. What are some of the things that cause us to be anxious and to carry a burden of care? First, ill health or sudden misfortune. Broken marriage. Unresolved conflict within a relationship. And you need to write these things down. And see how much you find them in your own life. If you find yourself being anxious. These are the things that you need to look at. Ill health. Broken marriage. Unresolved conflict within a relationship. Lost of financial support or your financial base, illicit lifestyle, broken trust within a relationship, failure to live consistently according to one's belief system. Let me, let me say that again. Failure to live consistently according to one's Belief system. And I'm going to stop a little to just explain this one. It means that if you have embraced a biblical belief system and you don't live according to that belief, then there is a little thing that seeps into your system that is called guilt. Guilt. So let us, let me give an example. Let us say that you were brought up to accept that two people should live together only after they are married. And you, begin, you move in with somebody and you are not married. There is a little thing inside of you that is called your conscience. And every night you go to bed beside that person unless you kill the conscience is going to bother you and once it begins to bother you there is a little something that is called guilt 
And I, when I was here on Wednesday night, I, I, Brother Henderson, you'll remember that I said that guilt is like termite. When it infests the soul, it eats it out, and then you crumble emotionally. And so, failure to live consistently according to one's belief system creates anxiety. Unconfessed sins. Failure to trust God. And I have identified ten of them. And that was number nine. Number ten. Inability to manage and cope with life's demands. One of the greatest problems that affect the human being is the inability to manage one's life. So self-management, what did I say? Self-management is a very important thing. If you can't manage yourself, don't seek to manage anybody else. So you shouldn't get married and you shouldn't have children. So right now, if you're contemplating getting married and having children, you better forget it. You need, first of all, to learn self-management. Because if you can't manage yourself, you're going to die from anxiety. Now, why should we cast all our anxiety on God? First of all, God cares for us. Oh, yes, he cares. I know he cares. Number two, Jesus invites us to do so. And if he, if he never has a way of helping, he would invite us to, to do so. And, and so that's A, Jesus cares for us. B, Jesus invites us to cast. And see, Jesus will give us the ability to manage. So in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and 29, the Bible says, Come unto me. What does it say, church? Come unto me, what? All ye that are labor and are what? Heavy laden, and I will do what? I will give you what? Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your soul. So the soul that is tired is the soul that is weakened through anxiety and the cares of this life. And the only way to find rest for that soul is to come to Jesus. Now, I want to warn you here. I want to warn you. I have a warning for you. And, uh, and this is what we call the disclaimer. Now, when you are in business and you're doing things, you have to put in disclaimer. Because you don't want people to sue you. 
minute that you don't put in the disclaimer and that which they expect doesn't take place, then they're going to sue you. So here is the disclaimer. Now, there are some cares that God cannot handle. That is the disclaimer. There are cares that we make for ourselves. Those anxieties which anticipate the future, those foolish fears which are only created in the brain or which vex the head and then fret the heart. We cannot ask God to take those upon himself because we have created them our own. In other words, when I was growing up in Jamaica, I was told a story that I want to share with you. There was a certain man who used to travel at night. And one night he was traveling and he had to cross a bridge to go to his house. A small bridge. It wasn't a big one that carries motor vehicle. It was only big enough for the footmobile for you to walk on. And uh, on one side of the river, that stream, there was a, a banana tree. And as he came to the bridge to cross over, he saw a man with a knife in his hand. And each time as he tried to cross the bridge, the man would stab at him. And so, he became very fearful. Now, there was another road to go to his house, but it was like putting on two miles on the journey. So, he stood there for a long time wondering what to do. Each time he went to cross the bridge, man was coming at him with a knife in his hand. And at one stage he said to himself, I've been crossing this place for so long. I am not going to allow anybody to prevent me from going across tonight. And if it is fight, I'm going to fight. And so he picked up a piece of stick. And he was going, going across. And as he went across, he noticed that the man was coming down like this. But the man wasn't doing anything. But he was coming down. So he stopped to look. And the moon was shining bright in the sky. And the banana leaf became a shadow over the bridge. And the wind was blowing. So each time the, the wind blew the banana leaf, it came down a shadow coming over him like a man with a knife in his hand. He was so fearful. But it was only a shadow. And sometimes there are some things that we are fearful of that cause anxiety in our life that don't exist. 
Some of them we have created for ourselves. And you can't ask God to take on those. You have to change your way. And one of the way, one of the, the one of the ways that you're going to change the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. So humility precedes prosperity. What did I say? Humility precedes prosperity. Spiritual prosperity, financial prosperity. Now, there is also the care of selfish ambition that creates anxiety. When we desire to obtain honor and fame at any cost, to stand foremost and exalt ourselves and the pinnacle of life to be looked up on almost as one to be worshipped. I say to you today that if you want to live a happy life, humble yourself before God. Now, how should we cast all our anxiety upon Jesus. Oh. There are three things that are needed. That must be done. As we cast our anxiety. A willingness to cast everything. A willingness to leave all anxiety with Jesus. And a willingness not to pick them up again. Now, it's good that you cast. It's better that you leave. And it's most important that you don't pick them up again. What you throw off, don't pick it up again. What God fixes for you, let it remain fixed. Don't trouble it and mar it so you have to go all over again. The nice thing about Jesus, you know, is that even when you mar it, you can come back to him. Amen? Amen. Even, it, even when it is broken again, he can fix it again. So if, if you're here today and you did give it to him and you find out that he, it is still with you, I'm saying to you today, give it again. Also, there are two, two hands that are needed as we cast our anxiety on Jesus. How many hands? Two. If you use one hand, it's not going to work. You have to use two hands. And even if you don't have any hands now, you have to get two hands. The first hand that we need is the hand of prayer. What is the first hand? The hand of prayer. Prayer tells God what the care is and ask him to help. So in prayer, I'm telling God all these things that are bothering me. Not that he doesn't know, but I need to tell him. So it, it, by telling him, it does two things. One, 
I recognize that, I, that I'm human being and that I need some help from God. And two, I am recognizing God as the only one who can help. So I'm telling him and I'm telling him and I'm telling him and I'm telling him that, I'm, that, that I told him and I'm going to tell him again that I am telling him. You understand what I mean? In other words, there, there should be no, no space between telling him. Tell him all the while because you can't wear him out. So the first hand is the hand of what church? The hand of prayer. Then the second hand, which is, well, I want to make the right hand, the hand of prayer. All right? And then I'm going to make the left hand now, the second hand, which is the hand of faith. So the first hand is the hand of what? Prayer. And the second hand is the hand of what? Faith. And both of them, they what? They go together. Now the hand of faith tells God, well, the hand of prayer tells God, and the hand of faith believes that God can and will provide the cure for care. So, hear what Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15 and 16 says. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our what? Infirmity. And every one of us here is infirmed. You are infirmed. Meaning that you are sick. But was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Listen to the next part now. This is a nice part. Let us therefore come boldly. How should we come church? Boldly, not timidly, not afraid, but in confidence and with surety that God is going to hear, is going to help, is going to answer, is going to heal, and is going to deal with our situation. Do you hear me, church? Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. When we are burdened, oh, it touches the heart of God. And he is moved on our behalf. And I want you to notice here. That in this text there are some things that are here. He says here. Let us. In, 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 in verse 15 he says. For we have a high priest. We have. All of us we have. Not that we had. Are we going to have. We have. This is the present tense. This is the active voice, which is the indicative mood, the mood of action. Oh, you may wonder what this means for you. Well, the present tense means an ongoing activity. Oh, yes, act, the active voice means that the Lord himself is involved. And when Jesus is involved, oh, there is no limit to what can be done. Or oh, the indicative mood means that it is a fact. You can believe it because God's action is sure. Oh, put it all together and we find that Jesus Christ himself is actively involved 
in caring for us. So he says to the church today, cast all your care upon me for I care for you. And so the interest is very high and is part. And God has invested a lot in us. Now, if you're in business and you invest all, all that you have in that business, don't tell me that you are not going to try your best to take care of that business. When God gave his son, Jesus Christ, to this world, the entire heaven was empty. One man puts it to say, he said, when God gave Jesus Christ to the world, his pocket was empty. He had nothing left. And so God has invested in all of us. And he wants the best for us. And so whatever it takes and your part, my brothers and sisters, my friend, fellow worshiper, whatever it takes to live a happy, enjoyable life down here, you should do it. And the best thing is to Throw ourselves and Jesus Christ. So finally, as I bring this message to a close, the question is, what happens when we cast our anxiety in Jesus? And uh, hear what Ellen White says. Says, Abide in peace. What kind of peace? Abide in peace. True rest of spirit. Abide in peace. This is what happens when God takes your anxiety. Abide in peace. I'm looking at some of you here. You do well with a little peace. There are some things that are bothering you. I read you up, you know. One of the gifts that God gives me is discernment. And I read you up. And I see you're struggling. Struggling hard. I even, I've even read a little further. And this is what I have discovered. I have discovered that you really need some help. Well, you don't need anybody to say that. Anybody can say that. <laughs> but here it says, when you cast your care upon Jesus, abide in peace. Say abide in peace. True rest of spirit. Say true rest of spirit. Has but one source. It was of this that Christ spoke when he said, Come unto me, all ye that are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Then hear what Jesus says in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world give it, give I unto you. This peace is not something that he gives apart from himself. In other words, 
You cannot have peace without Jesus. They go together. So if you want peace, you have to take Jesus. It's like you go to the store to buy a jug of milk. And you are going to take it out of the refrigerator. You cannot take out the milk without the jug. Can you do that? No. If you want the milk, you have to take the jug. Am I right? If you want peace this morning, you have to take Jesus. And I I guarantee you, if you get the peace without Jesus, it's not going to last long. But if you get Jesus, you're going to get the peace and you're going to have it forever and ever and ever. Oh, Lord, give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. So, that's what happened when you give your anxiety to Jesus. The Lord, Psalm 34 and verse 22, the Lord redeemed the soul of his servants. And none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. None. None of them. Then in Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10, the Bible says, Fear thou not. What did it say, sir? Fear thou not. Why? For I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with my victorious right hand. It is not just a right hand. It is a victorious right hand. And then, the Bible says, All those who cast their care on him will find peace. This is what the songwriter says. We praise thee, O God, for the son of thy love, for Jesus who died and now gone above. We praise thee, O God, for thy spirit of light, who has shown us our Savior, oh, and scatters our night. You know, one of the greatest problems that we have today is that we walk in darkness. But my prayer today is that we will walk with Jesus Christ. Oh, glory and praise to the Lamb that was slain, who has borne all our sins and has cleansed every stain. Our glory and praise to the God of all grace, who has brought us and sought us and guided our ways. Oh, let's revive us again. Fill each heart with thy love. May each soul be rekindled with fire from above. Then the chorus says, Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. I trust today, my dear worshiper, that once you turn it over to Jesus, that you will allow him to leave you. Turn it over. The cares, those things that bother you, those things that you fret about, those things that you worry about, why don't you hand it over to Jesus? You know why? He cares for you. 
cares. Oh yes, he cares. And today, he wants to set you free. I'm going to ask you at this time to stand with me. Stand with me. Is there somebody here who's burdened today? You're carrying a load, carrying a load that is weakening you, that is, that is pressing you down to the ground. And you want a preacher to pray for you. That somehow he will release you of that thing, that something that holds you. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, no God, we want to thank you today that we can call on your name. Lord, the pressures of life, the demands of daily living exact from us even that which we do not have. And it gets so difficult sometimes there is this great level of anxiety and worry that we experience. Broken relationship, ill health, broken marriages, unresolved issues in our relationship with you, Jesus, and with those that we associate with. Today, O oh God, you know each heart. You know each home. You know what people are worried about here today. But Father, I'm asking you now that you will intervene. And I pray that you will give us the courage and the strength to throw it on Jesus. Lord, we know that you, you are not unmindful of the troubles and the trials that cause these cares and anxiety in our lives. Today, O oh God, I ask you that you will give us the strength to go on. Some people are so discouraged. They don't even want to get up out of bed. They don't want to go to work. They don't want to go to school. They are so disturbed that they are in depression sometimes. Lord, I ask you today that you will help us to cast our care on you. So now, Father, we give it to you. Take it, Lord. Help us to be happy, to be cheerful, to be peaceful. Help us now, Lord, to settle it right here today so that when we go from here, we'll go in peace. And great peace of day that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Lord, help us now. We ask your blessing upon our dear sister who has come forward today. 
Oh God, you know her by name. You know her situation. And there are others here who might share similar needs. I lift up each one before you today. As we go through this door, give us a new disposition. As we go through this door, Lord, give us a different kind of thinking. A different mindset. That we will trust you always. And leave everything in your hand. Father, dismiss us now with your presence. And with the power of your Holy Spirit. As we go to live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.